driving back. The Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. He went somewhere with his kids. Welcome to the Since Right Um, Now Addiction Recovery Podcast. The podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and (laughs) S-O-B-R and SinceRightNow.com. With your hosts in recovery, Jeff, Matt, and Chris. Yes. Clap. Clap for us. Again. Mm-hmm. One more time. There we go. Louder. <laughs> I can't hear you. Are you not entertained? <laughs> um, yeah, so no Jeff again. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Missing man formation. Starting to forget what he looks like. Yeah. It's like the Back to the Future photo. He's I'm starting to wonder if he was ever here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You do have another chair, which would be an odd thing to purchase if it was just a two-man pot. This was a collective delusion. Could be. Mass hallucination. It happens. Um, so, yeah, Jeff's not here. We don't really know what he's doing. I hope if Jeff listens to this, that's not insulting that we have... No idea what our our bro is up to exactly. Something. I think Colorado. Wait, we're going to do word association uh, or free association, whatever it's called. He took his boys somewhere. Whatever the first word that popped into your head is, write that <laughs> down and email us um, because there's a running theme. So. He took his boys somewhere. He sure um, did. And keep it clean. Please. Uh, so. Show. In honor of Jeff, Um, I like it. I like it a lot. Let's Um, see. Do what? Do you want to? Well, let's let's start with this. Um, The new thing is the Skype line is going to be open. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know that that means you don't just call in. uh, Whoever happens to be listening. But shoot me a, a message in the chat room or an e- well email. I just don't know if I'll get it during the show. Uh, or um, it's like the door's unlocked. Yeah, you got to be in the chat and say I, I'd like to call in. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, it's not a free for all. Give us a little heads up. Give, give us a heads up, and uh, I'll I'll make those the guidelines clear somewhere, maybe on the site because we're we're still figuring it out. Um, and we've had a few people take us up on it, and uh, yeah, we hope more do. Uh, so that's that. Um, Any housekeeping? Housekeeping? So I don't think so. I mean, I think that's it. I don't know that we got a lot of. Uh, I don't know we got any emails. I think last uh, episode, I mentioned that um, we had a very kind offer from Kate uh, to help do uh, some some. Basically, show metadata mm-hmm. content management for us, um, meaning that she's going to undertake the, the wild task of compiling show data. So, like, it'll be searchable. That I think part of this, some of this is going to rely on on the format I posted in. But yeah, it'll be searchable um, by show. 
so you can know what went on in a given show. And if you're looking for a specific piece of information or if there was a guest who that guest, well, that I've been pretty good about. But, um, but basically, anyway, show, me, show data, metadata, um, show notes for every show, and it's going to be awesome. Um, it was a very kind offer and maybe a cry for help at the same time. Because it's just, I can't imagine somebody sitting down and listening to oh. all, every episode and taking notes right. and cagger, you know, a lot I of mean, work. I think it's with, equity. within her professional wheelhouse is oh, the okay. thing. I think um, my understanding is that it's sort of, it, it dovetails very nicely with what she actually does. Oh, so, okay. Um, it's not, it's not um, somebody saying, sure, I'll, I'll take a swing at that. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, <laughs> we just get back some scrawl on and like some random pieces of paper. Right. right. <laughs> no, no, no. There's this, she's, she's a pro. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the ball's kind of in my court uh, today. I got a little swamped, but, uh, I, I just have to uh, see if I can facilitate the process. If there's any information I can get her, but, uh, I'm looking forward to that. So that's yeah. housekeeping. I think that's it. Um, I, uh, went to my therapist today. Nice. 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 Um, How was it? It was good. It was good. Uh, he, he's yeah. It's interesting. He's a uh, he's a good guy. It's like about I don't know how long I'm in there. Like uh, six, seven, eight. I was gonna say episodes. Ooh, <laughs> it's been running about eight We're episodes. Like this halfway show. through yeah. season one. And, um, uh, but uh, I was interested today. Uh, Today, he said something that uh, he said he looks forward to. He looks forward to our our sessions. Oh, and uh, I'm like, okay, you know, and that you, right. you're like, all right, that feels kind. <laughs> he goes, you're you're a really interesting guy, and that sends alarms to me. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like, I don't want to be. An interesting guy for you, right? You know I don't want to I mean? be the star um, pupil, right. Like highlighting yeah. your week, yeah. Um, and I said so, and I said, well, I said, let me. I said, okay, thanks. I said that's you know, obviously from an ego standpoint, that's great. And then my you know initial reactions, oh, I'm a teacher's favorite, but uh, but I said, but another part of me, a big part of me, doesn't. That's dangerous <laughs> for me. Yeah. That's dangerous for you. to to think that that you know that's how you're perceiving it. So anyway, it was an interesting talk, but um, I don't I don't know why I'm sharing it here exactly. There's, Just uh, yeah. there's something there. Like yeah. I I don't know if if my therapist were to indicate to me that they liked yeah. me maybe more mm. or I, I, it I don't know. I think maybe it's different. For, I have a weird relationship with being liked by people. Right. Like I, that's something I think I seek. Right. Is approval. Yeah. yeah. And if I'm given that tacit approval, right. then it's like, all right. Yeah. I got him good. And and I think I've had that, and I've definitely had it with therapists before, where I'm like. I totally own this person. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. like I got him. Yeah. And and that does nobody any good. Yeah. Um and, and it's 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 a bummer. So I mean I've been there and I, I recognize that now. I'm like and I basically said like 
you know, and, and we, we talked it through and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm a professional and, you know, I get it. And, you know, um, <laughs> not, not, he didn't say that I'm a professional and I get it, but, um, but no, I just explained that, you know, how that made me feel. And I've had this relationships with therapists where I feel like it hasn't been as productive as it could be because that crept, that sense crept in, like somehow we're just having a good, we're just too, hanging out, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, uh, so anyway. I get. I've had that too. Where it's like, wait, are we laughing too right. much? Yeah. Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Right. And um, well, good. So, sounds like it's yeah. uh, he earned another swing. Yeah, yeah. At the champ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know why I phrased. I think just in terms of being, I don't know, transparent on the show. I think mm-hmm. I think it's okay. I mean, I don't have any. Pri- there's no client doctor patient privilege. The other way is there. Uh. You mean on his podcast? No, yeah, can, like, no, no, no. I mean, going this way, I can say what I what happened in my therapy session. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, last week I came straight from therapy, right. yeah, yeah. hot right out yeah. of the shoot, and uh, I actually emailed my therapist this week yeah. with a question about kind of a separate matter, and he responded, um, gave a mm. an exceptionally detailed and mm. thoughtful response, and so said this dialogue is open. You can reach out to me anytime. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, it was pretty good, you know. Yeah. We've only had three sessions, but... Uh, three episodes. Three episodes, so, you know, <laughs> cliffhanger last time, we'll see. I got picked up for another season. So. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, it's interesting, too. They, well, he, mine comes from a 12-step informed background. Mm-hmm. Like, he deals... That part of what he does is, you know, he deals with um, addiction issues, Uh and I just li- I like that in a therapist. Now I realize like for them to have some sense of where I've come from in that regard. Mm-hmm. The thing is like it's I, as with, and maybe this will be a good segue into into what you brought up. Um, but the dominant modality of recovery still uh, it's changing is twelve stroke, right? Mm-hmm. And you know that's what's informed his and and. And at one point, uh, you know, he asked me if there's anything, anything I wanted to say to him, uh, because I think he sensed I was getting a little bit, that I've, through our conversations, there's been times when I, I bristle a little bit when that's how he does talk to me about recovery. It's through huh. it's through twelve steps and in and, and he, I think to some degree he has the sense like you know Jeff had of me early on and other people have the that, that are familiar with twelve step but nothing outside of twelve step that I'm a unicorn like you know why do you resist twelve step sort of thing mm-hmm. but anyway and he, and he says sometimes I feel like uh, you get a little frustrated with me, with me and and you know and I was like well sometimes you know the, the guy with the hammer sees every everything as a nail and mm-hmm. it's like. 12 step is kind of the hammer. And so everybody sees that it didn't really apply. Apply It's not the right metaphor, but I said, but I'm, I'm not that nail essentially. You know what I mean? I, I said, I'm, I'm good without that fellowship aspect, I think, yeah. um, as a person, but anyway. when you have a different 
The different way to fellowship. Exactly. Well, I said, I said, actually, you know, I said, like I've told you before, like tonight is my meeting. Happens yeah. once a week with two yeah. people, and uh, and you know, and untold others on the other end of the of the mic. Um, Does so. he bring a lot of twelve step? No, he doesn't. He, like, he so doesn't. When are you doing your fourth step? No, 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 not at all. Okay, not at all. It's not. It's not that. I do just bristle when. But that's the the that's what's backing often like the way he talks about mm-hmm. recovery, and so I sort of resist going, yeah, exactly to it, or you know, yes, anding it because I have to say, well, no, mm-hmm. here's how I do, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, th- th- you know, that's not how I process recovery, um, or how I act in recovery mm-hmm. is, is via twelve steps. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's interesting because I I'm not sure. I don't my my shrink specializes in people with addictions. Yeah. I don't know if he himself is in recovery. And now that I'm thinking about it, I've never really taken advice regarding recovery from someone who hasn't been there before and doesn't have a hasn't been through it themselves. That's kind of one of the right. fundaments of all recovery is you know the knowledge of those who've been there. Um so I don't know. I don't know if he is. Um, I'm going to stop thinking about it because now I'm like, yeah. And what the fuck is he doing telling me (laughs) he doesn't even know? So, yeah. Um, But uh, that's uh, shrink updates. Well, and so the, I guess the the segue I I was seeing in that though is for so many people, the foundation of sobriety and recovery thinking is 12-step based. And Matt, you shot me a text earlier today. Um, Yeah. So I was in a meeting last week in a 12-step meeting, and there was someone in the meeting who um, was new to town. They had just moved here from, uh, I think, Denver, somewhere in Colorado. And they had a couple years sobriety a couple years in recovery and they had gotten sober through something called life ring Mm -hmm. that i was completely unfamiliar with i mean we always talk refuge and smart and you know what's about yeah yeah yeah. refuge and smart the two (laughs) you know two of the holy trinity um and uh and have that kind of curiosity about these different modalities and ways different routes to recovery and uh and she was really adamant about uh, life ring, life ring, life ring. And the mm-hmm. way she spoke about it um, in the meeting was that it it's um, no steps, no sponsors, mm-hmm. no, um, uh, no higher power. And instead of saying you're surrendering power, that you're powerless over alcohol, mm-hmm. it empowers the individual. Um, it's it basically, um, so I looked it up online and, read about it a little bit and it kind of says, you know, you only, you know, your triggers and your peculiarities and Mm -hmm. your uh, unique situation. So you're the best person to cater to Mm -hmm. figure out what type of program Mm -hmm. to go through. So I don't know. I was with her um, in terms of like the no steps and the no, um, the secular nature Mm -hmm. of things. I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that sounds good. But the empowering you, that's kind of where it lost me a little Mm -hmm. bit because even though I'm not a big I can't define the higher power. I'd, like Jeff has had the basically burning bush right, right. moment. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had any of that shit, but I do remember the relief I felt in thinking like, 
oh, I don't need to control any of this. Like, I just need to trust the process and listen to these people. And like, this can help keep me sober. I don't need to, I can take my hands off the wheel and relax a little bit, you Mm. know? So I don't know if that's the same thing. But anyway, according to this person, Life Ring is, you know, there are hundreds of meetings across Mm -hmm. the United States. And um, um, she, her home group in Colorado had all Mm. these people in it. Mm. So I thought... Well, that's another way that mm-hmm. gets you there, you know. Um, they have some literature. They have uh, it's been around, I think, since '89, maybe. Um, uh, Maggie says via the chat it started in California in 1995. Oh, okay. Not everywhere, but kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I, I think um, I think that there are these other things out there. Is cool. I think uh, you know it's it's kind of a bummer you know i went on the site and i'd been on the site at some point during the past four years and just sort of forgot about it i think Mm -hmm. just because it doesn't come up i mean i've never heard anybody bring it up until now yeah oh somebody brought it up and i'm like you made that up um but yeah i mean i guess everything has to start somehow and has to be communicated um you know, g- gain traction somehow. I mean, I know Refuge is like, this, I think it was like the fastest growing or mm-hmm. something like alternative to the 12 steps when we talked to Noah a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I looked on LifeRing's site and there's like, it doesn't look like there are live meetings anywhere. <laughs> it looks no. like it's like in five states or something. Yeah, I searched and, uh, our zip code yeah. and the closest meeting to St. Louis was in uh, like rural uh, Wisconsin. It's like yeah. three, 350 miles was the mm. closest one. So mm. I don't think we're going to be checking out a... No. And they don't call them meetings. They call them face-to-faces. In your face. In your face. Um, you know, it's an interesting idea. We haven't thought of that. We could do... We could do... I'm, I'm sure we could figure out how to do an episode where we go to... Well, no, I guess we didn't We didn't do live episodes from a meeting. But we could, <laughs> we could all go uh, virtually to a meeting. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like uh, we, if there's like an online, there's online. Oh yeah. Life ring meeting. We could do that as, as our, because I made my guess is that's where the way most people uh, access it. Yeah. That was the, the, that was the impression I got. So um, we totally do that. We do that as, as one of our little exploration things, a, a virtual trip since we didn't take a trip this year. Or disguises i thought when you were like we could go to we-, and you know the hat cameras yeah. um yeah oh oh go <laughs> go full-on mic'd up wear wires yeah um, um dev, dev, sorry that that reminded me of a story did i i told you guys i think i told you guys i might have even talked about it on air when you said mic'd up and wearing a wire i have that love mic uh yeah, for anybody wondering, lavalier mic is a little mic that the little mic that clips on, you know, like off a newscaster on their tie is what they're where they're wearing it kind of thing or on TV. That's the one they clip to. Um, and last year at my wife's, uh, my wife last year. Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the last year of the year before. It must have been the year before at the holiday party for a very special episode. 
I was going to, as the person in recovery, it was going to be an undercover expose. Oh. I was, I, I had it before we left. I'm like, I want to do this. And oh. I was telling her, she's like, no, nah, no, nah, you can't. You know? I'm like, yeah, come on, nobody will know. I had myself all like COVID, wired. I was wearing a wire basically, <laughs> and I was going to go like, here's what it's like to be a person in recovery at a drunken holiday party. Oh man, um, that must have been before I came back. No, or no, certainly before I worked. With no, no. It was like, it was like this past Christmas party or the one before that. No shit. That I was going to do it. I was all wired up. Oh man! And uh, then you could have encountered me. Yeah, yeah. And be like, oh yeah. I think this guy's sober. And I think Jeff went to. The, yeah, it was one. Jeff went. The one to. Jeff went to. So yeah, not this past Christmas. Yeah, but yeah. The Christmas before that. And uh, yeah, but uh, my wife wisely probably put the kibosh on it. So you can, <laughs> if they hear, you know, you can't have like employees like maybe hear themselves drunk on your podcast, and they pat but, you uh, down going in. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but just so people on the you you listeners know, I was going to do that for you. I was going undercover. That's right. I was going to expose. This guy mm. lives it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, taking down. I don't know. I wasn't gonna take down him. It wasn't about that either. It wasn't about taking anybody down. It was just about being in the experience. And I don't yeah, know. yeah. So, and I think, uh, you know, fortunately, I think a lot of people that listen to this and certainly no. the three of us know exactly yeah. what it feels like to be this sober person mm-hmm. in a drunken hullabaloo. Um, and yeah. it can be, and it's usually kind of rough, you know. Yeah, you know, I would. Why well, would have thought? And we're, we're veering wildly all over the place now, people. Uh, that my tolerance for drunk people would would increase mm-hmm. over time, but uh, it hasn't. It's gone no. the other way. It's like, nope. Yeah. I, I remember thinking the same thing. Like over time, I'll become more comfortable in my own skin, and thereby these things will become easier. There will come a day when I want to go. To a party where everybody's going to be drunk, not at all. Mm-hmm. Completely gone in the opposite direction. Yeah. Um, my tolerance for yeah, because mm-hmm. you know the repetitiveness and the uh, all the lowered inhibitions and mm-hmm. yeah, just not good. Yeah, um, not to dissuade anyone out there from going to a yeah. Get in there. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah, if that's your thing. I mean, there, and there are people that that are sober extroverts. And oh, yeah. People that are sober and not on the spectrum of social, you know, say social anxiety. Mm-hmm. There are people that enjoy, yeah, being, I mean, Jeff's one of them. Jeff is absolutely <laughs> one of them. Jeff can, you know, party sober with uh, drunk fools, you know. Pretty well, although his, I think his tolerance for it has, has diminished greatly over time. Yes, yes. When I first met Jeff, you know, 10, 11, 12 yeah. years ago, I couldn't believe he was sober yeah. because he would tell stories at work like, I was out with the client till 3 a.m. last yeah. night. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, which I don't do, you know. No, God, no. I don't, I don't do that. But mm. but I have had fun. I mean, I've certainly looked back on mm. a lot of events and thought, well, that was a good time. It's just uh, different. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's definitely different. Uh. Oh yeah, Maggie said she remembers talking about. It. She's listened to the episodes. She yeah. remembers you talking about talking about getting, getting mic'd up, up and yeah. <laughs> maybe uh, one day, maybe maybe that's something else we could do. 
without having to travel far. Get mic'd up and like, I just I wouldn't even want to do that. No, I was gonna say and go no. to a bar or something. I like I just wouldn't want to do it. They're suffering like, for your art, yeah, and I then just, there's like wouldn't like BW three March Madness on a Friday night. Oh my god, like, just would yeah. not be fun. No, no, it wouldn't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and there's nothing. Yeah, we're not doing that. Um, even drinking. Well, you were party, Chris. You know, mm. when you died, but like the last ten years of my drinking, I, I wasn't. I wasn't going to any party. You know. Oh no! The at the that. end, I was not. Yeah, I was not into that scene. I think ever, but no. At the end, I was into. Yeah, me and well, I can't even remember the George Thorogood. I say me and Jack and who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jack and Jim. Yeah, Jack and Jim. Right. Something. But actually, and those are the, those are two. Of the, the whiskey th- or what are the, are those whiskeys? Jack Daniels and Jim Beam. Yeah. I don't even know what they are. Yeah, I think they're both whiskeys. They're whiskeys. Yeah. Yeah, those are, well, I don't know what they are because that was one of the very first, that was my, like, my thing that it got ruined for me. You know how you have that thing that, yeah, the thing you drank that then you can't drink. Mm-hmm. You know, that was it. I mean, yeah. You, that you, you had a bad experience. That, yeah, with. The, like really early on, way early on in my drinking. It's like, got like a, I don't know what, like a fifth of, Jack and a two liter bottle of Pepsi with a buddy of mine. And the two of us were just like mixing it in our mouths, you know, from <laughs> one to the other, uh, you know, just the saddest, you know, party ever. <laughs> and, party and, in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but, and it was just, it was the worst. Yeah. And said so never again. Um, yeah. It's SoCo was mine. It was my first drunk and one of my worst drunks. Mm. And I, the smell of it just, Still, just even thinking about mm. that olfactory, mm-hmm. it's uh, oh, yeah, real bad. Um, so the last couple of times we've spoken, I don't think somebody's called in. Nobody called in last week. I don't know no. if anybody did the week before. Well, the week before was first episode of fifth of the of our fifth year, and uh, Julie called in. Oh, that's right. Um, that's right. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, if, if that's fine. I think we have a lot of people. I know we do because I can, I can see you. Uh, you know, we have a lot of people that regularly listen, and then we have people that come listen on a Wednesday night because they can't, they have the opportunity or, or you know, uh, make the time. But the one thing that that will preclude it being like just the lines burning up is that. Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central is just not necessarily when people are sitting down to listen to yeah. a podcast yeah, you know, yeah. a lot of the times. Um, although those of you that do, every Wednesday, we greatly appreciate it. Yes. Um, Each and every one of you, we adore you. <laughs> and that's why we're leaving the lines open all week long. <laughs> <laughs> Marathon. Well, considering that the line is at my house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And yeah, no sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and there was a time when I was very much trying the call and leave a voice message Mm -hmm. using the Google number, which is still up, and I gotta check it more often because I've just not been good at checking it. So, um, I think I'm gonna take that down because that just involved. You know, in the interest of, of. simplifying the production of this thing that just involved more production than I was interested in is splicing in 
Yeah. You know, a, a, a voicemail and, you know, whatever. I think email is probably the lowest barrier, lowest hurdle for both people emailing and for us receiving yeah. them. Oh, absolutely. You know? yeah. So if you, you know, if you have a topic or a question, yeah. I think email would be a good way to. Absolutely. And people do. People do. Us. Um, uh, yeah. Like this week, though, like I said, it was slim on the emails. But uh, yeah, the phone lines are going to be open every Wednesday. And when it happens, it happens. That's right. <laughs> That's um, right. Um, well, you know, what's interesting is I'm getting people writing to want a book and I'm holding I'm holding uh, I was say holding my horses sticking to my yeah. guns what is it it's still either one of those works I'm no hold, hold your horses is like slow down that's like pump the brakes say, stick to your guns I'm st- it's usually the second person like hold your horses right. it's not I'm not I'm holding, holding my, my horses, horses. <laughs> all my horses are being held actually I am holding horses <laughs> right now um, but uh and and what I my response now is I'm not currently booking guests. However, if you'd like to listen live on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m., you're welcome to call in. Oh, you know oh, okay, I mean? okay. Yeah. So, and if the, you know, I've had a, a number of those people say we absolutely will do that, or you know, look forward to making that happen some Wednesday and blah, blah. So yeah. who knows if that's bullshit or not, but yeah, we'll uh, find out. We, you know, I don't regret. We had some great guests. Yeah. Actually, um, one of our great sort of white whales that ne- we never landed, we were supposed to connect with mm. her a couple times. Um, it was the, the woman who had been on Silicon Valley and mm, I can't yeah. remember her name. Yeah. Uh, uh, Alice Wetterland. Yeah. Yeah. In the news. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah, talking smack about the misogyny and uh, right. complicity, right, or allowance of said misogyny right. on the set of Silicon Valley. But um, yeah, and um, and that certainly was. Uh, we probably weren't supposed to say her name, were we? Oh no, I don't, I don't oh, okay. think we have a problem yeah. saying her name. Yeah, I mean, her we name. tried to book her, and, and it was back and forth, and it's like our people could never necessarily get it together. Mm-hmm. Our people being me and and you, her. <laughs> that's two people right. um yeah it just never worked out um but you know and i think i got i just got tired of chasing like yeah. who yeah who yeah we'll see you know if people want to call in they can call in right exactly yeah. you're here I'm no more i'm not chasing anybody anymore that's right let him um, let, you're letting the game come to right. you and that's what i tell people that want a book so anyway that's enough what's that called housekeeping stuff behind the scenes um but uh, you know it's interesting because it, it, it I did think about it in light of what of uh, Demi Lovato yeah yeah relapse which kind of shocking in that you know she's been for so long such an out and vocal proponent of recovery and mental health um, yeah destigmatization and all that and you know it's just it's. A bummer, as it's it always a, yeah. is. Yeah, it is a bummer. Um, and, you know, you feel for certainly her. Um, and and I, I know nothing of her music. I, I don't not really, a I thing. I mean, I know like a song, I think. Yeah, but I know, the, yeah, she was a vocal proponent mm-hmm. of sobriety and, and wellness and mm-hmm. destigmatization, as you said. And then she, a couple weeks ago, or mm-hmm. maybe longer, mm-hmm. I just remember reading in the news that she had uh, a song called Sober in which she copped to mm-hmm. relapsing. Right. Um, and I don't remember the lyrical passage, but it sounded like a transparent 
and um you know obviously a tragic thing that happened mm. but the way that it was couched it just felt like hey i'm a human being and this right. is part of the journey and this is what happens mm. and then to hear the overdose um, yeah um and i you know just reading about it today they she would not apparently in the ambulance would not cop to what substance she had overdosed on i guess they brought her back with uh narcan, narcan yeah narcan um yeah so it's you would assume opioid mm. but right um, well that's what the headlines were saying was yeah. heroin right um which was not apparently her drug of choice prior. right which yeah that that kind of surprised me because i didn't realize that was in the mix but uh yeah so you know hopefully um you know you always hope that someone gets back on and and yeah with um you know new knowledge and support and um understanding having, compassion and all that under their belt yeah and having yeah. been there before i think you you have an advantage and mm. that you already have some tools and some contacts and you know where to go and you mm-hmm. kind of know what to do obviously it wasn't it's never foolproof right, right. but you know you uh i know as somebody who relapsed a couple times yeah. um that getting back on the horse, bringing it back to horses, <laughs> uh, getting back on the horse was was easier in that I didn't have to go to my first meeting. I didn't have to the recovery horse, first, not the heroin horse. Right, that right. not that horse. Right, a lot of horses. Got our horses. Too many horses in a row. We need <laughs> a new metaphor. Horses. horses in a row. Um, but it's, it it was easier, kind of knowing what you're doing. Um, so. um yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, what was what, so? What were we talking about before that? So Demi Lovato, her relapse made me think of. What did it make me think of? I don't know. There was there was another tangent um, that that recent relapse had me had me thinking about. I can't remember. Can't get back to it now. Um, we, I think we both consume a lot of media mm. throughout the course of the week. Mm-hmm. And one thing that caught my eye this week was there were a couple reports on the prevalence of liver cancer mm-hmm. and liver ailments among the young yeah. and millennials. millennials Greater yeah. incidence than ever throughout, throughout you know, recorded history yeah. since they've been tracking this. And not solely attributable or attributed to alcohol, mm. which I thought was kind of weird. Oh, I um, thought it was... Well, it, it, yeah, that's the primary cause. Right. But um, so does that mean more binge drinking or more drinking or what? I, I think the what's the dealio? Just of those articles um, was that it was based on binge drinking. Um, Alcohol-related liver deaths have increased sharply, um, which it's always a pleasure as an alcoholic to read about binge shrinking and how they uh, define it. Mm, right, right. Yeah, you yeah. just get that moment of like, right. you kidding me? Two drinks a night, five nights, five days a week. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I've cheated death. <laughs> um, yeah. Increased sharply in recent years. Uh, increased 65% 1999 to 2016. The rise driven predominantly by alcohol induced disease. Jeez. Um, 25 to 34 had the highest increase in cirrhosis deaths. Um, 65% is marked. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
glad you have the article in front of you because usually we'll kind of touch back on right. news events and not and like, really get the numbers wrong. Right. Right. Like, right. We don't know. Fuck right. it. Um, probably didn't happen. Uh, well, no, and this is just one because this this story did like I saw it like everywhere. Yeah. Um, and this is Washington Post. Uh, yeah, new generation of Americans afflicted by alcohol misuse and its complications, which is interesting because that flies in the face of what I thought numbers were showing was that millennials were drinking less. Oh yeah, I, we've talked about it on the pod before. Um, that you know, it seems like the the youngsters have figured something out, and mm-hmm. that there is less drinking and maybe more use of other things or um, mm-hmm. anecdotally it right. seemed I th- and I thought there were art- I mean I thought there was numbers based stuff about that too and again here we go with not having the article in front of us but I feel like we have had those articles uh, at yeah. some point in time yeah and this is why that database or of you know show notes is going to be invaluable because we're like uh, but and it could be a case of Fewer people drinking, but those that are drinking are drinking more. Could be, yeah. I thought I, I clearly remember some substantiated uh, trend, right, mm-hmm. toward temperance. But livers say, I'll say otherwise, mm-hmm. people. Um, so that's disheartening. Yeah. The good news is if uh, people with alcohol-related disease stop drinking, there's an excellent chance your liver liver will repair itself. So everybody listening, breathe a sigh of relief. That's right. Um, But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, the kids, kids are... uh, Kids be drinking. Kids be drinking. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. and I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to turn it into like, yeah, booze in the news, like recovery <laughs> from the week. What did we miss? No, we've done that. And, um, and it, it was a big story. Um, and I think, yeah, it's worth noting. Um, yeah, it was the big one. It was, it was like I was seeing it, like, yeah, like across all different sites and channels. Um, Not just in the medical journals you read every week, <laughs> right. but in mainstream news. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I noticed that as well. Yeah. Um, also, Chris, you'll be you'll be pleased to know that uh, former MTV VJ Jesse Camp uh, has been found oh, good. Uh, alive and well. Because I knew he was missing. Yeah, well, they found him, uh, and he's okay. And what's his story? Uh, I think his story was like, yeah, I was just over at Bill's. Just like, chilling. Just hanging out, and people assumed, because I, I don't know what his past has been, or his recent past, but yeah. dude did not look good. Oh. Um, I'm going to put on my judgmental hat. He looked like baby. Maybe, you know, substances may have entered into the situation. His sphere, yeah. But um, but he's okay. okay. And you know, whenever you read so and so is missing, a public figure of that ilk, mm-hmm. you you kind of play mental Mad Libs. You fill in that story. It never ends well. You know, rarely does it end well. We're here to her first, Jesse That's Camp. Right. <laughs> Jesse Camp is our guest tonight. <laughs> Sitting in Jeff's chair. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Oh no, that's what it was. So, sorry. No, when, no. When you said sitting in Jeff's chair, when uh, that's where I was going with Demi Lovato. It's like, you know, they're uh, they're guests to be gone after, and and I think I got into this loop that they had to be bigger and better, and mm-hmm. you know, 
get get the gets, you know, like those are real, you know, as they say in the business, like that's that's a real get, you know, mm-hmm. to have and uh the business. I don't know what business I'm talking about. <laughs> booking the, the business. <laughs> booking people, I guess. Um and I got tired of thinking that way too. Yeah. Um and you know, I know there was it was exciting to like well, all our guests have been great, but you know, to get um uh Sarah Heppola, like early on. Oh yeah. Um, after, she, you know, she had, she had published. Um, that was really, that was really cool, and and yeah. there were some really great guests. But I noticed that when I started to tell others about our podcast, yeah. I baked that into the first. That was part of the appeal, All right? Like. Oh yeah, we do a podcast. I remember telling my aunt, yeah. and I was like, "And we do, and we had so and so on, and so and so, and so and so." I'm like, yeah, "Wait a second, I I don't know. I'm I'm comfortable with right now just saying, yeah, yeah it's me just and out. two of my friends, and right. we me talk too. about stuff and uh, and recovery, and yeah, yeah, me too. It was interesting. There's another." <laughs> There's another podcast. I've yet to listen to it. I want to listen to it. Maybe this will be... But uh, they were... As far as I could tell, they were just sort of... And I don't mean this pejoratively, but kind of harassing Artie Lang to come on their podcast. Oh, really? um, Via Twitter. Okay. Um, And he he finally did. And he he came on their podcast. Really? Um, Recovery podcast, obviously. Yeah. Um, And... uh, Yeah, and I just, I mean, I'm good for them. It's like that it worked because I, I sort of watched the tweets. It was just basically, it looked like it was just basically literally via Twitter just saying, you know, already come on the show. When are you going to come wow. on the show? Come on the show. And he did. Um, He's, he is an interesting case yeah. for a number of reasons, but yeah. um, we just finished watching uh, season one and two of Crashing. Oh, you did? Which yeah. already is a, you right. know, Pete Holmes' yeah, yeah. show, yeah. which already was on. And I guess at the beginning, at the onset of filming for the show, at the end of, I guess they were filming season one, yeah. um, the beginning already relapsed very publicly yeah. Yeah. and was already telling news outlets, that, well, I had this gig and I don't have it anymore, obviously. Uh, and then Judd Apatow, the executive right. producer, came out and said, no, we have every intention of standing mm-hmm. by Artie. And uh, and we're gonna see it through with him, mm. and we're gonna help him get the help he needs, mm. and stand by his side. And that was a complete outlier. You don't mm. see that happen. Mm-hmm. And so that's so that kind of caught my attention. Mm-hmm. Like, wait a second. Okay, it's interesting. Um, and you could, mm-hmm. it, it was just interesting to watch as the episodes unfolded. You could see physically mm-hmm. there was a change in him. His comfort level was mm-hmm. different, and the guy was clearly struggling. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, do you remember, have you watched it? No, I want to. I I listened to uh, the episode of Pete Holmes. Uh, you made it weird. Yeah, with Artie one of my, one of and, and Judd Apatow. Yeah, have you listened to that? No, I haven't listened. to Oh, that you got to listen to that episode. It's it's. I mean, I love Artie. I used to you know listen to him the whole time he was on Stern. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't listen to Stern anymore, but um, and that's kind of a big part of it because I really I really loved Artie. You know, he's he's mm-hmm. that guy that just. He he pulls the empathy out of you just because you want him to be okay. Yeah, at least exactly. you know that's how I feel. And uh, and um, but anyway, this this episode you could tell that that Pete Holmes and Judd Apatow just genuinely you know have genuine like love for for Hardy and want to yeah. take care of him in a sense, not enable him, but they want him to be okay. You mm-hmm. know, um, but uh, 
Yeah, it's a good episode. Oh, well, you should listen to it. I will, and I highly recommend you watch Crashing. Because there, there, there is uh, one episode in which uh, Pete desperately wanting to help Artie, and Artie kind of disappears. And it it's really an entire episode about living or coping with someone in your life who is struggling with addiction mm. and how you need to let go. Hmm. It's like a little Al-Anon moment, you know? Interesting. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just a, it was kind of a somber, really, really heartfelt episode the closing song over the credits was uh fond farewell huh. uh by elliot smith which huh. is all about uh heroin use and yeah it was really intense but i recommend the show in general it's, it's not deep overall it's mm. kind of a lark 30 minute little tossed off mm. fun thing but um it was good yeah um yeah pete holmes i can't imagine it yeah, and it's his yeah. story, you right. know. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's pretty autobiographical, which is cool. Um, so there's somebody who struggled in the public eye and was met with support instead mm-hmm. of scorn, mm-hmm. and uh, it seems to have worked out. I, I mm-hmm. can't say if he's sober, but I mean that's part of that's Artie Lang's brand mm-hmm. is maybe sober. Mm-hmm. You don't know, you know. Yeah, I know. Which is yeah, kind of a shame. I mean, I don't know. A lot of comics, you know, yeah. and you and I are both sort of comedy yeah. nerds. We always talk about it, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, so many comedians have, well, depression, anxiety, and mm-hmm. substance abuse, you know, it's kind of go mm-hmm. hand in hand. But, um, I, I, yeah, I was listening to an old Greg Giraldo, uh, mm comedy Mm -hmm. album uh like last week and you know he he overdosed shortly thereafter Mm -hmm. and you just think okay in that moment Mm -hmm. this person was probably just white knuckling grinding it out and uh it's interesting yeah it's a fascinating dichotomy between the the comic and the these tortured people you know I mean, it is. <laughs> it's kind of bummed me out. Like, and then now you got me thinking about like Harris Whittles. Oh yeah, like uh, like another good episode of uh, You Made It Weird. Yeah, of You Made It Weird, and just I mean, everything he was on. Like every time mm-hmm. he was on Comedy Bang Bang, or and it's like I totally like you know miss that you know you get to hear him anymore. Mm-hmm. Like on because all the podcasts I you know a lot of them that I listened to he was he'd be a guest or, or brought up, but uh, yeah, it's it's. It's definitely a, a field that seems rife with uh, our kind. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Whittles was a guy who was very publicly doing well mm-hmm. and had some time under his belt mm-hmm. and was one of those who relapsed. And the relapse was the last time. Yeah, I think that's one of the scary, scariest things about about opioids mm. is over you know the mm-hmm. incidence of overdose it's just every time you use mm-hmm. it's russian roulette you know right um, i know there was an author uh robert bingham and he died probably 15 years ago but mm-hmm. he was like a young short story guy um, he started a open city which was a literary journal but anyway i, I really liked the guy mm-hmm. and he had stopped using heroin and uh for years and Mm. just one night used a little bit overdosed and died and it's like you don't hear those kind of stories with you know drunks and cocaine users and no i mean usually a longer road to that house for us and there's like a few more steps involved usually with alcohol it's like got in the car and you know yeah 
whatever. But all right, good night. Yeah, hey, everybody. <laughs> Be safe on the roads, okay? Um. <laughs> Honk if you're lonely tonight, okay? No, everybody. Uh, yeah, I know that took a. We, we, Matt and I, once again, not depressed, I don't think. No, no I was going to ask you, remember one of our depressed episodes I asked uh, on a scale of 7 to 10, right. how depressed <laughs> right. are you? I was thinking on the way over here, I, I think, I don't know if I could go 1 to 10, but I could probably go 3 to 10. Yeah, I've moved below 7. Yeah. 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 No, there, there was definitely a long chunk of time, even when I wasn't in that big depression, mm-hmm. where it def- definitely... As much as we laughed at it, it was funny because it was true. It's mm-hmm. like yeah, the, the scales, the bottom the scale bottomed out at seven. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to move it in my head, like see how far I can go. Like I'm like five, okay, okay, four. Can I go four? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's definitely you know getting down there. Um, yeah, I was thinking five. Yeah, if five is like right. uh, half tank. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And this is also, I've probably told this story on the podcast, and this again will help in their notes, and maybe even Maggie, who seems to have a, a pretty good memory of what's gone on. But uh, there was a period after my last big depression, not the one prior to this last one, um, you know, years ago. It was like almost 10 years ago now, I guess. Um, but it was it was a big, big, deep, mm-hmm. <laughs> dark, fucked up. Before I ever, bef- the, before... I started taking meds for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I came out of it. And then there was a period of time where I would feel manic after that. Like maybe, you know, a year or two years after it or something. I don't know, a year. And I would feel manic. Mm-hmm. And I would I would ask my wife, I'm like, do I seem manic? And she my would wife. Go, my wife. Mm-hmm. She'd <laughs> say, no, you seem happy. And that that just really has always stuck with me that my, my calibration is so off, mm-hmm. so different from I'm doing air quotes, normal, a normal person's sort of mood calibration that I think being happy is being manic. I, th- I feel mm-hmm. like I'm crazy, crazy when I'm happy. I feel like I'm <laughs> out of, I feel like I'm out of control. Like when I'm happy, like giggling um, with glee yeah, or just, just like, just happy. You know, yeah. I didn't even know. Not even, but yeah, I feel like I'm making a f- scene or something, a, you know, a spectacle mm-hmm. when I'm happy. Yeah. Um, because it just, it's in my calibration, it's just, it's off the charts in a different way. Um, which, you know, it's, that's okay. You know, I've always, I've said since when I got sober and I, I know I've said this before and I'll always say it because it's just such a, a, a it's what I strive to get back to is the best sensation I've ever felt is content. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that, that's what we're going for, right? Yeah. That's it's, the rainbow we're yeah. reaching for. I don't need to be, de- yeah, just content with what is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how I'm feeling about me, how I'm feeling about life. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a terrific feeling. And, and I just remember that was like the best feeling I had felt in my early sobriety. I was just like, "What is this?" I, I did not recognize what it mm-hmm. was, and I and you know when I finally identified, "Holy shit, this is what contentment feels like," you know, sort of being fulfilled. And you know, I was like, I was broke. <laughs> yeah, know, I, oh yeah. I was freelancing and broke and and an okay apartment, but like, you yeah. know, it wasn't great. It was you know it was and uh, yeah. Anyway, 
that's odd because the, the glimpses of true contentedness I've had, I feel like have been predominantly when on the surface, my life wasn't all that great, you know? Yeah. Um, but, and I, and I feel like in my attempts to get to reach this contented mm. plane, the instinct is to fix my life mm. instead of just fix me, mm. you know, fix the way I see it. Mm-hmm. Because there's always going to be shit. Right. There's always going to be right. strife, and yeah. th- there are plenty of things to worry about, mm-hmm. no matter when, no matter where. But if I can regard those in a you know healthy way, mm-hmm. maybe that's maybe that's the key. I, I, I don't know, man. I think it is yeah. the key. I mean, contentment with your lot, with what you've got, with you mm-hmm. know. Um, I think I think that is the key. Um, I think sort of I think self help culture sort of fucks that up a little bit because it's. It, it it's puts a lot of emphasis on fixing everything. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. When I mean everything's not necessarily broken as bad. You know what I mean? That's like sort of that um what is it great as the enemy of good mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um oh God, on a related note though, you know, talk about lack of contentment. I just read a stat today and this is totally off base but kind of related. Um something like fifty three percent of millennials expect to be millionaires. Wow! And I'm just like talk about building up for a letdown because <laughs> really like, only forty seven, forty eight percent are going to get there. Right. So now that is fucked up. I know that is fucked up. I, I, uh, you know, I don't know if this came up in something I was reading or maybe something my therapist said or something recently, but it was uh, you have to love yourself before you can truly love. Mm others Mm -hmm. and i have never felt like i have a problem loving others Mm. but that felt like an unsurmountable like love myself Mm -hmm. oh shit Mm -hmm. like i don't know about that you Mm -hmm. know that's seems like a tall order Mm -hmm. like how about can i just be cool with Mm -hmm. myself Mm -hmm. like is the absence of hate Mm -hmm. enough you know so that kind that was kind of i kind of put a pin in that like all right right if I'm cool with myself, right. then I can adequately love others, you know? Yeah. But love my, I don't know. That's almost exactly where I got with mine. Like, yeah, yeah I'm just, I'll be all right, you know, yeah. <laughs> with me and like, then let's move. We good? Yeah. Good? Moving we're cool. on. We're cool? All right. Like a knowing nod with right. myself, like, uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're good. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess... Uh, when we don't have a ton of stuff gnawing at us or I mean, the world is still pretty fucked. <laughs> yeah. Safe to say when I look back at the past week, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. crazy. It's still on the tire fire rages on. Yeah. But you just, at this point, you just, I don't know. You just got to wait. I mean, there's, a, it, I, don't I don't know. Something's going to happen. Yeah. We're, vote. we're speaking in vote. veiled terms about, of course, yeah. the political climate. We just got our uh, absentee ballots today because we're not going to be here. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. You're not yeah. going to be here to vote? No. Okay. Mm. Cool. Yeah, so we will be missing an episode in the first week of August, I think. Okay. Um, Which is next week? No, the week after that. Okay. Something like that. Well, right I'll on. let you. <laughs> it's not next week. Right on. Um, yeah. Ah, right. Right. And you're gonna so, vote, vote from the road. Well, yeah, we're gonna. Well, you'll vote in advance. Vote, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're not gonna like. <laughs> where's the mailbox? I don't know. Um, How does this work? So, uh, so vote everybody. Yeah. 
vote. <laughs> even if you're at sea, even if you're married to the sea, vote. All right. Thank you all for listening mm-hmm. uh, to Matt and I sort of meander through a variety of topics and prattle sort of on prattle, but you know, happy prattling. Yeah. Bye. Bye.